37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 96, and this will be kind of a special episode. It's going to be full of a couple experiments, nothing too crazy or too sexy, but nevertheless uh, important stuff, because as we are steadily approaching episode 100, we're going to be trying to tighten things up a bit, uh, a few (laughs) nips here and a couple tucks there just to freshen things up. Nip tuck, man. Because, um, you know, we want to make things a little more crisp, a little more clean, tighten up the format, and, you know, we have big plans for the future because just because we're hitting 100 does not mean there's not more weird shit out there to talk about and more words to mispronounce. Oh, yeah, there's a fuck ton of shit to mispronounce. So it's, (laughs) it's like, so basically we're getting a Botox facelift for the show is what you're saying. Yeah, that's all we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Little new artwork's going to roll out right around that point. Maybe, uh, hopefully, right at episode 100. I think I'm going to have it done for episode 100. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So, how's everybody been since we last spoke? I've been, you know. Hell yeah. Hello, little one. <laughs> I don't know. I, everything's the same for me, pretty much. I mean, yeah. last episode was really, was really fun. And yeah. this episode is kind of, kind of similar. We're just. Talking about random things. I like episodes like this. It breaks the... I like having tight shows and something, a specific topic and theme. But I also mm-hmm. like just the awful episodes too. Keeps it fresh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, I like easy listening episodes where nobody has to really pay too much attention for too long. And I also like it when we have an hour and a half dedicated yeah. to like one thing. I'm not going to lie. The last time on the show when Steve was telling that Reddit story, I was not paying attention whatsoever. And then on the car ride home tonight, I was finishing that up. And I'm like, holy shit, that, that was an amazing story that Steve read. That's funny because I, I, after I read that, I was like, damn, Preston didn't say anything, but did he hate it? I know. <laughs> yep. Well, a lot of times, well, you know, if somebody's talking, we have our mics muted, and I know, I know, Preston does this. You start talking, and you're still muted. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, God yeah. only knows what was missed on these episodes, but yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. I, I really like the the assortment of things that we do, and um, I know we are notorious for saying, "All right, guys, next episode we're going to talk about blah blah blah," and we don't talk about that episode, which is kind of like this episode. We we should be getting back to thieves in the night. And that might be a couple episodes away because uh, we're going to be, like I said, we're going to be implementing some new stuff into the episodes uh, starting tonight. And then Steve is going to go to uh, the convention that must not be named next Thursday. (laughs) Another thing real quick, man. Sean finally seen it in real life, my dad's ponytail out in the wild. While we were garage sailing, <laughs> how was it, Sean? Oh how was your? How, God, how was, was your? Uh, is there a word for underwhelming <laughs> and overwhelming at the same time? <laughs> What's up? Oh, it's I so mean, funny. I, that's the only thing. That's, uh, I just let you guys have fun, and he. I was just like, "Hey, Dad, oh, there's that ponytail. It's looking good, man." God. And then, and then he starts in with not so much 
of the para- paranormal paranoia. <laughs> right. Just, just saying, yeah, paranormal he, paranoia. Was, he, he was ready and waiting, just begging for a confrontation. Yeah, with with some political stuff. And it was just, it was funny to watch it all go down. I just sit over there twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> this but motherfucker. It, but it was funny because Brady was there, our friend Brady and his wife. And it was like, just this like communion of everybody knowing that my dad's silly sometimes. Yeah, God so, love him. But he he enjoyed seeing everybody. He knows that as passionate as he is about his certain topics yeah. or that he obsesses over, he knows that other people have different opinions. And he'll say you're you're not smart, you're dumb, and you're not you're not telling the truth yeah. or you're not admitting your truth. But we all know about that. What do you say, Freudian? Slip? Yeah, Freudian, Freudian slip. slip. Like, we, yeah. we don't we don't claim a stance, anybody, guys, on here, but. Well, the first thing he says, he's like, oh, hey, everybody, I'm the Obama supporter. I'm the Trump supporter, yup. And I'm just like, wow, Richard, that was a Freudian slip. That's when you say something you didn't want to say out loud, but you actually truly believe deep down. Yeah. And it was funny, too, because like, I tell him all the time, because he, he, he has this vision in his head that all my friends, that's all they think about him, is that, is that he's just this big Trump supporter, blah, blah, blah. But it's like... But that I told him all the time, like, Dad, no, it's then, not. Yeah. Like they, I told him all this dumb shit we've done over the years in our lives. Like you're an, in, you, you've seen interesting right. things, you know, interesting yep. stories. Like I told him about that stuff. I don't give a shit about your politi- your political stamp fan points. Like no one yeah. cares. <laughs> right. That's what I tried telling him. And then so when he started doing that, I didn't yep. say anything because I knew I wanted him. I wanted you guys to see how he does. And this is just you guys. He'll do this shit to the randomest people at garage sales. In the wild, yeah. He'll see something that is something doesn't agree with his politics, and he'll call them out. And I'm like, oh, my God. We're here to look for deals. <laughs> We're not here for, for a political yeah. social corner. But I don't know. It, but either way, it was fun for you to see him. And Yeah, I wish I could spend more time hanging yeah. out with your dad more than like a 15-second, yeah. you know. Jab, <laughs> uh, jab yeah. back and forth, and then all right, see you later. Yeah, <laughs> see you in three months. Yeah. But dude, speaking of deals, yeah, I fucking killed at that right. garage sale, dude. Okay, first off, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me let me set this up for you, ladies and gents, and everybody in between out there listening. We go to garage sales. I'm I go for retro video games, uh, retro toys, anything like nerdy culture that that I love, yeah. and Blu-rays, cheap Blu-rays. So, uh, Sean was just, most of the time you just go to go and you just, uh, yeah, I never out. find anything. I usually talk myself out of getting anything. Yeah. He might bring a $20 bill and if he spends it, he spends it. If not, he not. I pride so, myself and bring yeah. a $20 bill home. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not ever going for anything specific. And I didn't even ask him. I was like, Hey, you want to go? He's like, yeah, that'd be cool. And I didn't ask him what he's looking for because I figured just Sean going. Sean's just going to off. hang out. So, There's no way yeah, he has the world's yeah. most obscure so, list in his back pocket of shit he's yeah. trying to find. So we get in the car after one sale and we're riding around. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for. Well, Shayla's looking for an aluminum, like a, a metal bat. So when I'm not there, she feels safe. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm yeah. sure we'll find one. I see him all the time. Yeah. Right after he tells me that, go to this garage sale. Hey, you guys looking for anything? And I'm just like, oh, you know, video games, but you guys probably have any of that. And they're like, oh, no, we don't. But And then John's like, I'm looking for a metal baseball bat. And I saw, you know, like, he's like, I saw the baseball back there or whatever. Yeah, well, because like, <laughs> we're, we're kind of trolling around in their driveway a little bit. And I hear the dad yeah. in the garage talking to somebody about their maybe like eighth grade or freshman, you know, baseball player. Uh, 
you know, their son. And I'm like, oh, I bet they probably have a bat. And yeah. also, I'm I'm on I'm on the hunt for a uh, Ouija board. The Ouija board I could care less about. I literally promise to you, I will burn it in my chimney the minute I get home. But I'm trying to find a with, Ouija board with a salt pentagram. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find like a fairly ornate or decorative planchette that comes with the Ouija board. I'd love to have just a planchette, you know, on my my wall of oddities. And uh, yeah. So anyway, like the lady's like, "Yeah, looking for anything specific," and I'm just like, "Oh, you know, not really." And Steve's like, "Yeah, this guy is. He's looking for a Ouija board and a an aluminum baseball bat." <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she looks at me like, "She Get the fuck off my driveway." She did. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, what yeah, a crazy occult shit. Then, you boys trying so, to pull. So they gave him they gave him a free aluminum bat. It was really cool. Yeah, and the then, dad's like, well, how big a bat do you want? And I'm like, I just, you know, my wife wants one for, you know, home defense. If someone were to get in the house, she'd like to have a bat to feel safer. And he's like, oh, and he just hands me this pretty sweet, like, junior baseball, yeah. nice, nice aluminum bat. It's got he's some like, miles oh, on it. You, you, uh, you, you don't, you don't mind it? He's like, no, no, we lost our kid to Fortnite. Shit. <laughs> 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 right. got time lost for sports. Lost our boy in the summer of 2018. <laughs> 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 they got time for sports. Yeah, yeah. We, this whole garage. They got time for sports. He's in there in the bucks. Where the fuck that is? Kid comes out of the garage door. And he's like, "Hey, Dad!" Uh, he's like scratching his yeah. arm. You got, you got any more cash, Dad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shit. Uh, but yeah, so, he just gave me the bat. I said, "You know, yeah. what do you want for it?" I'll just take it. And then take it, leave, please. Four cells <laughs> later, we go to this one, and there's just literally a tub full of metal metal baseball bats. <laughs> yeah, colored ones. <laughs> All yeah. kinds of shit it was crazy. It was literally so, like probably at least twelve random aluminum bats just in yeah. one spot, which is like that's really weird. And then we go to another sale. Sean's looking around. He's like, oh. There's a couple old school pickaxes over there. Old timer <laughs> prospector pickaxes. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm digging it. He's like, how much more for this? He's like, oh, five bucks. He's like, okay, cool. You look at my back seat. You got a baseball bat. Well, what was back there? There was like a baseball bat, the well, pickaxe. At that point, there was just a baseball bat and a pickaxe. Yeah. But I even, I even asked the guy. I said, well, would you take three bucks for that? Pickaxe? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and this is yeah, the sure. I want to get rid of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I this want, is the I want to use a, a nice old timey miner pickaxe to gold prospector pickaxe to get the the rocks out of my fence line because I got to put some new. I got to put a new gate up. But yeah. Yeah. So so far, so far, it's not too creepy. A pickaxe and a baseball and let me, bat. And yeah. then we go to this other yeah. garage sale, and we're kind of looking around, looking around. And I really have been wanting a cow skull just to put in my yard somewhere, like in some flowers, you know, plant some cactuses or something like that out in the yard. It's the Texas. You know? Right. <laughs> and everywhere I go, everybody wants, everybody wants like 20 to $40 for a damn cow skull. Yeah. And this People dude, pay it. Yeah. Yeah. People will pay it's, it. It's crazy. That's true. Yeah. Um, you got a damn good deal on that. Yeah, yeah. He had a $5 tag on it, and I thought, oh, I'm on a roll so far. I got a free baseball bat and a $3 pickaxe. And I said, hey, man, uh, I see you got 5 bucks on this skull. Would you take 3 for it? And he kind of looked at me, and he just goes, you know, I got $5 wrapped up in it. I'd, I'd like to get my 5 bucks back out of it. So I think he bought it and tried to turn it over for a higher amount, but no one paid yeah. it. So I just said, hey, I can, I can respect that. And I gave him the fiver and walked out with a cow skull. So now it's fun. Because in your back seat of your car, I have a <laughs> yeah. metal baseball bat, a <laughs> an eighteen ninety three pickaxe, and a cow skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was so good. Oh. And let me tell you this. For anybody out there that has never gone garage sale with me, which is pretty much everybody listens to this fucking show, mm-hmm. there's one thing I will always do. I will always haggle. If I feel that I don't want to pay what they say is respectfully. Like if I go there and I get a crazy fucking deal, like where I'm going to potentially make hundreds off of one item, I'm not going to go there and screw them, like talk them down. Right, right, right. Yeah. But if it's something that's like, meh, I'd like to have this. It'd be cool on my shelf. It'd be cool in my collection. Yeah, if they got five, I'll offer three. Or if they got two, I'll offer a dollar. I'll do that shit all day long. No problem. I don't feel shy. Yeah. I don't feel creepy. I don't feel any of that shit. You're this is it, you're at a garage sale not to make money. It's to get rid of shit and get a little get a little yeah. scratch back. Sean rolls in there and fucking does the exact same shit, <laughs> yep. and I love it. Well, I love I you for that, dude. I'm serious. I get like Ch- my Chauncey's my bro. I love you, dude. And I know he feels so awkward talking people down on stuff too. It's like he's like, ah, I don't know. And I'm just like, yo. You care if he takes three yeah. bucks for that? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I've had garage sales before. I know what I want, and I know what I'll take. Exactly. Always, you always mark shit up yep. a few bucks higher than you want, and I, I never grab anything at a garage sale that's more money than I want to spend on the mm. actual tag, so. Dad will uh, always talk them down, but, like, you know, if it's $5, he'll offer them three, or if it's, like, you know, $10, he'll offer them eight. So just 2 or $3 down. But he only does it on items like really old timey tools, so like you know wrenches and shit from like the twenties and the thirties. Mm-hmm. And then he'll get the buy. Like he's super excited that he got this wrench. And then very calmly he'll look to the person. He's like, "It's actually worth about fifteen dollars. Thanks. Have a nice day." <laughs> and just walk Damn, away. Damn! What a savage badass. Yeah. Fucking, I want to go your dad is Ooh. like waiting for someone to say, "Wait, what, asshole?" And he'll be like, "Listen, I got shot in the head. That's... I got stung by a thousand bees. <laughs> I seen fucking paranormal shit in the trees. I'm fucking fuck you Dude, and your tool. Yeah, shit. I, I saw Sasquatch in Vietnam. You can kiss my whole asshole. Dude, that's crazy. Like I was not. I was like over here listening. I'm like, okay. And when you said, I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, what a badass. Yep, that's everybody. that video where it's like the the music in the background and it's like thug life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the glasses come down you. Yeah. I got five on it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's great. Yep, that is awesome. Damn, we we went to that other one out in that giant garage that was bigger than my house, mm-hmm. and uh, I picked up a book as well called Stiff: The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers by Mary Roach. And that'll be something we get into um, later this summer because basically this lady has written a book about the things that uh, we use dead bodies for all through the ages. And it sounds super Mm. compelling. And I saw that and I was like, shit, that's a $2 bill all day. And so I asked the lady like, hey, how much do you want for these books? And I also found like a really sweet uh, anatomy book about the human eyeball. And the lady's like, "Uh, hang on a second. Yeah, a quarter a piece. (laughs) It's like, holy crap. I would have given you like five bucks for that stiff book by itself. Oh, you five dollars for that stiffy right there. That's a five dollar <laughs> stiffy all day. Yeah, yeah. And then I found uh, the ink spots uh, vinyl record for Preston, and then a really sweet ass uh, uh, Midian Shriner um, button that Hell has just some yeah. really interesting. Yeah, that was cool. I oh. fucking had to have that. And that Star Wars out. Okay, so the same the one with the records. <laughs> I got. Uh, Elton John, uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, double album, awesome. 
and then I got uh, this. It's a, on the front. It says inspired by Star Wars, and it's got like the typical Star Wars songs for you know the 1970s version. Like Cantina and all but that. But check this out. It's not just covers, dude. It's funk covers. What really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's. I mean, I it love, is a bootleg. That's for sure. Because remember, I told you I I have that Pac Mania one. Oh yeah, it's like Pac Man, and it's all funk shit. It's so dope. Huh. So I love I love goofy shit like that, especially on record. But the like, it's just like some generic sci fi. Like, yeah, we'll put a picture front, of some yeah. of this stuff up on this Instagram because yeah. it's dope. There's not going to be really anything too gruesome or gnarly for what we're going to be talking about. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I I'm happy that for the first time in three years of garage sailing with you, I actually bought something. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And then I also like when we were we were like sending uh Preston the pictures, he's like, Man, I want to go with you some Friday. And I'm like, Oh, Preston doesn't think that just like every fucking sale we go to, we find something what? Dude, we went he got that at maybe like four sales out of the what thirty or something we yeah, went to. Yeah, we went to quite a few. Yeah. I just I hit you it. You go to a lot of bunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta hit it. Hit it hardcore. But yeah, it's a yeah, blast. It was a good time. And it's a cheap activity to do, everybody. Oh yeah, dude. It's fun. It gets you out of the house, gets you some exercise. It's hopefully some social interaction. Me and Sean are social butterflies, oh, yeah. so we'll talk oh, to anybody. Yeah. But I would think that even for people that had trouble socializing it's a pretty easy going yeah. social and I, I love just talking to people like you just mentioned and especially like i love older people mm-hmm. that have a story and the dude that i bought the uh the shriner pin preston from yeah he this dude is like he was super he was cool, cool. I mean, we should have hung out there the rest of the day uh and just talked to him because he's like yeah, he's i wanted to go in his house so bad because he's got like all this cool stuff in the garage and then he's talking to me about like there's some pottery or some. Wait, wait, wait. This would be the perfect time for you to do Herbert. <laughs> Come on. I got some popsicles. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. It was so good. I got allergies right now, so I can't do it. <laughs> I got some popsicles and some wine in my basement. <laughs> Damn, I fucking love it. <laughs> but uh, he had some really cool uh, old, old glassware from like the 70s and the 40s and the 50s. And we were talking to him about it and he asked me, he's like, I said, that that's just really beautiful. And I was like, so are all your prices firm out here? And he's like, yeah, well, no, I mean, I'm willing to haggle on anything. And he had this really badass like glass uh, serving pitcher that was swirled like almost in like metallic reds and blues. And this thing was so neat. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah. And I think for the pitcher and like the two glasses that came with it, he, he wanted like 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'll give you 30 for that pitcher. And he looked at me and he's like, yeah, I ain't firm on any of it, but I ain't an idiot either. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Hey, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, but yeah. he asked if I was a collector of glass. And I said, no, not necessarily at all. I just, you know, it's really pretty. And then he went on telling me about like something called Vaseline glass. Yeah. Huh? And it what? looks like my dad old My dad talked about that the same exact day at a different sale. Really? Yeah. It looks like Preston, it looks like old yellowed, like faded glass. Yeah. Kind of like somebody smoked around for 15 years. But I guess when you hold it up to a black light, it's got like all this super cool like swirls. It almost looks like little mini cosmos. Uh, mm-hmm. inside this glass and it's like super rare to find and worth a ton of money so i guess he has a bunch yeah. of it in his house that he has uh recessed black lights up in his ceiling or up in the display case that he can turn on and 
Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of people that will take that glass if, especially if they can get it into like a make, like if they have like a makeshift bottle of it or something, and then yeah. they run the electricity up through it and make make a black light out of it. Like yeah. it's it's very very sought after. Mm. And I've even seen people that have made it into like a lamp and then put like a lava lamp inside of it with oh, a wow. black light on top of it, and it's fuck, it's so cool looking. I bet, dude. It sounded really fucking cool, but. Well, that's enough for Garage Sale Corner. (laughs) Um, Some of the first things that we're going to be talking about uh, as far as like changes go uh, on on the drawing board at first, um, we're always searching for weird and creepy news stories, you know, at the beginning of all of our episodes. And normally, like, I will just I'll tag them and bag them. I'll find them throughout the week and I'll save them in various places and I won't go back and actually read the full article until probably like the day where we're going to record or sometimes hours before we record. And in a lot of cases, um, some of these stories are really great, but they're, they're fake news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get through it, you find out that uh, Michael Jackson is not a giant bat demon uh, who killed the real Michael Jackson and buried him under the train tracks on Neverland. So, um, <laughs> The glove. <laughs> Yeah. Out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and then Presto, you said you found a really good one last episode and then it ended up being fake. So um, you wanted to go ahead and start including those in our regular episodes. Yeah, you know, I remember when I was a kid, we would go down to the IGA and they would have like the tabloids and it was like, you know, wo- woman gives birth to like Harry Batchild and or like, you know, they found like <laughs> Satan in the cloud. Boy. Yeah. And there's always all those weird ones. And I remember just, you know, grandma would buy it for me. Like, yeah, it's all fake, but read it and enjoy it. And I used to get a kick out of all those stories. And I'm like, that's yeah. I want to get back to finding that because like that's <laughs> that's just classic paranormal shit right there. So. I didn't I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Weekly yeah. World that News. Connection. Yeah. 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 That shit was cool. That was fun, man. I was always glued to that shit. And it's funny because normally when they're displayed, you know, at the cash registers back in the olden days of 1993, (laughs) um, they were always about, you know, waist high on a grown up or about eye level for us, you know, like youngsters. So it always caught my attention. Uh, Jason Kuhn, the guy who is working on my video game uh, half sleeve tattoo, he actually has a Bat Boy tattoo on, I think, his upper thigh. On the front of his leg. Yeah, it's What's the story behind weird. that? What did he say about that? I, he's got Nosferatu on the other one. Oh. So I, think, so I mean, I know he's a big shit. whore buff, and he really enjoys that kind of stuff. I'll have to ask him. You Probably know, a why, fucking vampire, really. Why Bat Boy? <laughs> but, so... He's a daywalker. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> what we're going to do is Preston's made up a little jingle for us, and we will... Uh, when we have stories like that, we're going to start including those. So we'll have just a little bit of a... a disclaimer jingle in the beginning and then you guys can hear some of that weird shit you know because it's it's always it's always a fun read whether it's real or not but and if you feel it's too hokey let us know please yeah yeah if you like it let us know we might still not change it but at least you know you made your piece yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh, for this uh for this episode i found some news and this is gonna kind of you could almost borderline say it's fake news i actually stumbled upon this last year and i've been sitting on this for a while and then it recently came back up in uh, the beginning of May. So this is from the Orlando Sentinel. Victim of alien abduction? There's an insurance policy for that. Mike St. Lawrence, an Altamonte Springs resident who once had an ambition of becoming a comedy writer, started selling UFO abduction insurance policies in 1987, after he finished reading Communion by Whitley <laughs> Strieber. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
He says, it was a best-selling book that kind of brought the UFO abduction phenomena to the public's consciousness. That this, book fucked me up, man. Yeah, and this guy's 71 years old uh, who's saying this. He changed the name to Alien Abduction Insurance upon realizing the term trumped the UFO in public discourse. So basically, alien is a bigger buzzword than UFO. Otherwise, the policy remains the same since the inception. And let me... Oh, I don't want... Uh, no, I don't want your newsletter. 1987 to now? That's crazy. Yeah. A digital-only policy will cost you 1995 while a paper copy will set a person back around $24.95. As for the amount of coverage you get for that price, $10 million. For 25 buckaroonies in tax, you can get a $10 million policy. Out of the just, six... Huh? It's just you pay $25. Yeah. And that's it's it. It's almost worth it for me to buy it to hang it up on my wall. That's what I was thinking. I mean, you look at the <laughs> pictures, it looks like somebody's working with some, like... What's that? What's that paper you used to use in grade school? Oh, you like cut it with the yeah. scissors and shit, like and the scissors. <laughs> right? it's like it's not cheap, spaced but... right or anything. And like, and it's some stock image of like almost kind of looks like you know the the uh, I want to believe poster a little bit, but with some crazy photoshopped saucer on there. <laughs> like, yeah, like... it might be worth me using PayPal and picking one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, out of the six to 7,000 active policies, St. Lawrence has accepted and began paying out two claims. One man in the early 90s reached out to St. Lawrence and claimed that he had been abducted. The man produced a UFO implant, and according to St. Lawrence, an MIT professor determined it was not made of any earthly substance. To authenticate the claims, St. Lawrence requires a signature of an authorized extraterrestrial but waived the requirement for that individual who had the implant. So basically, you have to have an autograph from your alien to prove that you're abducted. Whoa. Another abductee produced a dark Polaroid of the inside of an alien spaceship when filing a claim. After some consideration, St. Lawrence approved that claim as well. The both of them are due to receive their $10 million claim payouts, which is paid in installments. Each claimant will get $1 per year for the next 10 million years. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> okay, check us out. Check us out. What a We're badass. So I took, I did the math here, boys, uh -huh. with my trusty dandy Windows calculator. And if you take <clears throat> 1995, which is the standard digital, just the digital alone, times that by 7,000 people, this dude's made $139,000. Fuck. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. Dude, that's, that's, we need to have a kitsch, a little kitschy idea, guys, that we can sell and make that kind of money. I that's, want alien insurance money. We already, uh, we already had <laughs> yeah. that idea, and it was the Loch Ness Monster blow up sex doll. Yeah, true. <laughs> true indeed. That's true. That is very true. Um, so, yeah, both of the claimants are going to be receiving their $10 million at an installment of $1 per year for 10 million years. <laughs> now, in the event the aliens insist on a conjugal visit or consider the abduction a meal, Go that on. person could receive $20 million under the policy's double indemnity coverage. So what, you get $2 from Yeah, I guess. After that, they just double it? dollar for every $20 million. They're like, look, years. they took advantage of you, and maybe they ate your arm or your penis. 
Yeah. Here's two. Here's another dollar per month. Oh, God, it says over the over the years the policy has gained some traction within certain communities. The cast of the X Files and the producers of the movie Contact all took out abduction coverage. St. Lawrence said that though uh, there are some exceptions, many people understand the policy is a joke. Hmm. And then uh, it says here uh, in quote, it says on our website, you can't get it if you don't get it. (laughs) I've had college professors use my policy in their college classes on critical thinking. And he says, uh, blah, 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 blah. So there you go. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He said, what's next for St. Lawrence? I'm thinking about renting 10-foot poles to women that will never touch me with it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Wow. I think mine, but, might, mine might be more fake news than yours. I think it might be because that's real. That's a legitimate deal. But yeah, I, think it's I went to Geico.com, guys, because I want to know more about insurance. So they said, everybody knows us for car insurance. We can help protect your home and even insure your collectibles. But when it comes to fear of the supernatural, we won't be giving you any hope, any help just yet. But they make a list here of supposedly legitimate insurances that can be bought in the world, somewhere in the world. Alien abduction insurance, believe it or not, there is also a London-based firm that has sold over 30,000 alien abduction insurance policies throughout Europe. Now, you'll need to provide proof of the occurrence to file a claim. If you're a little, if you're a believer, a little green could save you from little green men. A little green? Yeah. They're trying to get the alien stoned. Now, if you're a little too into the movie, uh, the TV series True Blood, no problem. There's an insurance policy for you, too. The Royal Falcon Hotel in Lostoft, England, for example, has insured its staff and customers against death and disability caused by ghosts, poltergeists, and other abnormal phenomenon. You can also get ransom reimbursement. Multi-international corporations have been known to secure policies for kidnapping just in case their executives are abducted in other countries while on business trips. And then also, uh, here's another odd one. A Dutch winemaker's nose was recently insured. After hearing about a man who lost his sense of smell in a car accident, winemaker Ia Gort took out an $8 million policy on his nose. Under the terms of the policy, he's barred from riding motorcycles or working as a knife thrower's assistant or fire breather, among (laughs) other things. All the less, he is insured in case his nose nose gets injured. So, yeah, that's very, very interesting. And also, Gene, it says here, Gene Simmons, is that what yeah, you want to say? Yeah, go yeah for it. about him, uh, basically, he is, he insured his tongue for $1 million and the band was in its prime. Now, with that is because because that tongue was so fucking long that he was rocking or whatever and tripped and bit that tongue. I mean, that tongue would come off. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, so insuring that for $1 million, you know. But a $1 million back then in their prime, like, that's that's a drop in the bucket. All right. Well, Preston, let's go ahead and and hit play on the thing and let's introduce the new segment and go ahead and hit us with that uh, fake news. When the facts don't matter. You are fake news. WorldNewsDailyReport.com. Indian man claims he's 179 years old. 
That's right, Vernasa, a retired cobbler from northern India, claims he was born in January 1835, making him not only the oldest man on earth, but the oldest to have lived according to the Guinness World Records. Somehow, death forgot about me, and now there's hardly any hope left. Look at the statistics, people. Nobody dies past 150, even less <laughs> at 170. At this point, I guess I'm immortal or something. I might as well enjoy it. Oh. The man's birth certificate identifies uh, or, and identity cards all seem to confirm uh, his version of the tales, but unfortunately, no medical examination can confirm his saying for now. The last doctor to see him visited, uh, the last doctor to visit him died in 1971. So there's little information available about his previous medical files. Real news or fake news? We have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But look, in case that didn't really do it for you and you're not sold on the segment, I'm going to give you like a little uh, like preview for next week's fake news article. <laughs> Hindu man marries a rat, claiming it is the reincarnation of his dead wife. So that's what's going to bring you back for next week's episode. That's some deep <laughs> shit, dude. If, if nothing else, that's going to put you back in chairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too good, man. Hell yeah. So up next, a lot of our episodes are themed, and the topics or subjects that we cover uh, shift effortlessly. If I could just read effortless. <laughs> I told you guys plenty of words to mispronounce. <laughs> a lot of them shift effortless. Why can't I say it? Effortless. Oh, you're struggling. Hey, you I should. You, you need to cut that out right there. Why can't I say it? And then, like, somehow interject the making the messy and the nasty. Oh my god. <laughs> they shift effortlessly. There, there we go. go. Need to have a soundbite of celebration in that. <coughs> they shift from A to B to C, but sometimes we shoehorn tons of weird shit into one episode, and they don't relate to each other in the slightest. And then we're going from A to G to W and then back to C. So to make things a bit more coherent, we're going to interject. We're going to interject kind of a palate cleanser sound that just lets you guys know we're going to shift into a hard left or take a wicked right and just really change topics. And you won't have to be like, well, what the fuck? Slow Where'd left. you guys get that from? Or soft left. Yeah, slow yeah. left. God. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So here's an example of that noise. And uh, so that'll let you guys kind of know we're fixing to shift gears. Maybe it's time for you to pause or, you know, take a break, grab something to drink, refill your pizza rolls or whatever you're eating. But um, that sounds great, pizza rolls right now. Yeah. We're doing like a, we're doing a four week, um, not really a cleanse, but like a four week challenge of just eating you know, clean food. And, and I'm not drinking any alcohol for 24, 28 days. And so pizza rolls sound pretty great right now. You can start developing an itch. I know I am, but I've lost four pounds in a week, so take that. Yeah. Rewind it back. Rewind it back. Little Sean's got the beat to make the booty go clap. <laughs> but uh, perfa for perhaps I'm just you're just, you're done. I'm just, I'm just drinking <laughs> fucking coconut Lacroix. Look, look, oh, you're gonna admit that on the fucking show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is really fun. And Guys, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm drinking a, coconut Lacroix. <laughs> 
I love I look Lacroix tastes like dog fucking, piss. Yeah, we know. Yeah, like you just threw up and then re-drank yeah. it and then pissed but that it out. Replaces and then drink the that. your your drinks you would have normally. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a tonic yeah. water. And I'm not a fucking alcoholic by any means, not but I do enjoy um, drinking a beer or a, a mule <laughs> while we are recording. But uh, but lastly, uh, my favorite change we're making is we're making it official. We're adding the segment to almost every episode where, Steve, you're going to share a creepy story, maybe creepy pasta or a ghost story from Reddit, but some, some you know, uh, some fan fiction style yeah. or some, you know, story. And what's fun about those is we don't know outright if they're real or they're fake, but yep. um, worst case, everybody fucking loves a scary story. Yeah. So that's going to be a fun thing to do and press and hopefully it'll encourage in. listeners to write in their own either to the email well yeah or facebook or any kind of way you can get a hold of us that'd be great most definitely and i got a story from micah uh, it's in my email i just it's in our email i just need to kind of go through it and get a little more backstory from the net to kind of put behind it because i'd like to do a deeper dive into the topic he sent cool. me so uh buddy that's coming up just uh give me give me another week or two but yeah um and uh let's go ahead and let's Let's play the uh, intro that Presto made for that segment. Now, from the depths of Reddit, it's time for Tin Foil Hat Stories with Steven. And then, uh, so on top of that, uh, we were talking about maybe making a, a, how do you do that? I'm an old man. You make a subreddit, Steve. Is that what we do? And ask for people mm-hmm. to send in stories. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll do that. We'll have kind of a Reddit uh, page or whatever the hell you kids call that, and then people uh, basically we're gonna go out there and fish for uh, listener stories. Well, I think to uh, put a capstone on this episode, why don't we go ahead and finish her off with a couple uh, a couple creepy pasta <clears throat> Reddit stories? Cool. Just to uh, kind of celebrate the uh, the new segment we're gonna throw on the end of all these episodes. Heck yeah! So this first story Ooh, is called "My Dad and I Saint the UFO." Wait, that wasn't a misspell. No, that no. was. It says I saw. Oh. My dad and I saw a UFO. That'd be so good, right? I wish that was real. Saint it. I saint it. Yeah, I saint the UFO. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So the way I do these is I go to uh, the subreddit Paranormal Encounters. Uh, I've also got a Ghost Encounters, Shadow People Encounters, all kinds of weird shit. I've subscribed to this multi-thread. And what I'll do is I will find. I have not read this yet. Because what I do is I go in there. I don't want like a massive wall of text because that will get monotonous. And I like these ones to be short, either too long, didn't read posts or stuff like that. So um, I have not read this yet. So I'll just read it as it's typed and hopefully it's good. Right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. Yeah. It's kind of like the fake news idea. Yeah. Like... like it's for me, it keeps it interesting for me, the reader. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to read too much into it. Because I'm going to read, if I read a bunch of these, I'm going to be like, oh, is this one good? Is that one good? Like, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's, it's just good for all of us. Here we go. I was at a car meet with my dad one night about three years ago when I was around 12 or 13. And we were on dark country road in Hill Country, Texas. So there wasn't very much around except for a few house, houses scattered around. Okay, kind of creepy to have a car show in the middle of a field with nothing around it. Yeah. By the way, I went to a lot. Of, I went to a lot of car shows. <laughs> a lot of car shows. Not not that kind of car show. I went to a lot of car shows. Uh, 
back when I was younger and they were really, really cool. And there's a lot of like, so I'm just trying to think like in a field, that's just weird. But you never went to any car shows that were, you know, sponsored by the children of the car. Yeah. yeah. So it goes on. <laughs> it was kind of late. So I was falling asleep in the car and I wake up to my dad yelling, holy shit. And I open my eyes and to the left of the car, a little bit off the road, maybe 45 to 60 feet off the ground is a huge dark gray slash black object. It had five lights on it in the shape of a triangle, but only the two slanted sides had lights on them. I remember seeing it and following it with my eyes until it was behind us, and we looked in our rearview mirrors, and it was gone. Like, we didn't watch the light shoot up into the, into the sky or fade away. It's just like they were there one second, and the next they were out. It was crazy, and both my dad and I can remember every detail like it happened yesterday. Pretty cool. Ah, you know what they needed. Some alien abduction insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cool. well, yours is a lot shorter than mine, and that joke's too easy, so I'm gonna leave it alone. But <laughs> I yeah, uh, I found I found one that had a wall of text, so we're just gonna go for it. And I read the first paragraph somewhere in the middle in the last sentence, so hopefully we got a good one here, boys. My story is called the Hangman. Should we should we read out the users who uh, sent these in? Did you read yours? Oh, I for, I forgot to do to do that. Should we? I mean, I yeah, think it's I fair. did the past the past couple times I've done it. That last yeah. one I did was from user semi or sem is a d boy s e m i s a d b o i okay. <laughs> Sim is a D boy. There you go. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. My story is called The Hangman from Reddit user ScaredyCat666. I just fell into bed face first. After a five hour trip, I was way too tired to unpack my things or anything like that. The house is on the edge of a small town. And this is the place I'm supposed to stay for the next year. A few moments before, I was walking around the furnitureless living room and the huge adjacent white kitchen with the floor to the ceiling windows. I was trying to get used to the place, to imagine what it would be like to live here. But I had failed. My body began to ache, no more energy to ponder, to get settled, to install myself, just the unrelenting desire to lay there motionless and unconscious. Trying to fall asleep, shreds of thoughts rushed into my mind. My family inherited this house a month ago from my weird uncle. I always wanted to do a student exchange, and the college in this town looked just awesome. So, since no one in my family wanted to live here, and selling the house wasn't a priority, it was just a practical decision for me to stay here for the coming two semesters. Now, what do I mean when I say weird uncle? Well, there's a lot I could tell you about my uncle. Uncle Billy? <laughs> oh, you guys got any of those uh, fine art chickens marked down to about a dollar? Because uh, that one guy told me you would do it for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, there's a lot I could tell you about my weird uncle. Not firsthand, though, since my uncle liked keeping with himself and rarely showed up to family gatherings. I only remember seeing him like four or five times. So all I know consists of rumors and old family anecdotes. 
but there's a bunch of those. I could tell you how he was interested in the occult stuff and the paranormal. Sounds like Uncle Sean. <laughs> Unky Sean, they call him. How he wrote several books about those topics. How he was a member of several occults or cults. <laughs> how he was repeatedly hospitalized on account of severe schizophrenia and how my mother had cried when she spoke of him. But the weirdest thing about him was not how he lived, but how he vanished. For my uncle didn't die, not that we know of. He just disappeared. The reason we inherited this house is because after two years, he was declared legally dead. My family, for the most part, has had enough time to mourn and to move on. Only my mother wasn't quite over it, which nobody blamed her. He was her brother, after all. Anyhow, here I was, trying to doze off in this huge empty house. Even though I was really tired, I couldn't fall asleep. Was it because I felt uneasy in this house due to the aforementioned circumstances? Or was it just the fact that I always had trouble sleeping in new places? I tried to shove aside the unsettling thoughts and sleep. I was lucky as the wind was softly blowing through the trees outside. This has always had a calming effect on me. The whispering of the branches, the rustling of the weeds and the bushes, all kinds of flowing and crackling frequencies, an owl in the far distance, so relaxing. But there was something else inconspicuous at first, but the more I focused my attention on it, in which I had no choice, the louder it got. It was some sort of periodic small sound which broke the wonderful softly floating chaos of the night. I tried to ignore it, but I couldn't. It sounded like creaking. Heavy, old, wooden creaking. The whole house was modern in style, so I couldn't think of anything here emitting that sound. It just had to be something in the garden or in the neighborhood. But who cares? I just wanted to sleep. Stop thinking about the weird sound and focus on nice, sweet... Damn it! I couldn't ignore it anymore. Even though my body was crying from exhaustion and I had no choice but to get up and check on what it was, maybe there was an easy way to make it stop. I lifted my aching body out of the horizontal position. I went to the window and I opened the blinds. As I saw the source of my sound, my heart stopped. I screamed violently and I fell backwards into the floor before I could even consciously impute what I had just saw. For there, in the backyard, was a man hanging from the old tree, swaying in the wind. Within a millisecond, I was more awake than I had ever been my entire life. I couldn't see the man's face, just a dark figure levitating outside of my window, staring down at me. In a thunderous panic, I got up, ran outside my room, and into the kitchen where I could have access to the backyard. While on my way, I was able to formulate some thoughts. This man needs help. I need to help him down. I gotta call paramedics. But I ran past my phone. No, time to get him down first. I picked up a stool from the kitchen with one hand, tore open the glass door from the backyard with the other, and ran outside. It took me a few seconds to realize that the man wasn't there anymore. Confused, I stumbled around the backyard shaking, 
breathing heavily, not knowing what to do next. Maybe he fell down and he's lying somewhere, I thought. I walked around, looking in every corner, behind every little bush, in the small backyard, the stool still clutched in my hands. I peeked into my neighbor's backyard, and I still saw nothing. I called out, Hello? The sound of my own voice sent a shiver through my spine. It made the whole situation more real. Nothing. I stopped. As I tried to catch my breath, I looked at the old tree. It wasn't very tall, but dark and evil. Even though it was almost summer, it only bore few leaves. It looked like a mean old creature towering over me, its branches like the legs of a spider or the fingers of a witch reaching out in every direction. It felt like it was watching me, like it saw me as an intruder. A gust of wind blew through the yard, making the grass cool and move over my head. Maybe I should go back inside, I thought. I turned my gaze towards the house. I could see the kitchen through the huge windows. It was dark, with some shapes standing there. Furniture, a vase, a bread basket. Suddenly, a humanoid shadowy figure moved out of the darkness across the room and fell out of sight. And I jumped. Fuck, he's inside the house! Slowly, I started walking towards the glass door, my heart pounding. I entered with the stool clutched tightly in my hands and raised it above my head, ready to strike down whoever I planned. Ready to strike down. My <laughs> dog just snored. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> I entered with the stool clutched tightly in my hands and raised it above my head, ready to strike down whomever I had planned to save only a moment ago. I turned on the light. Everything was quiet. I walked through the hallway into the living room. I checked everywhere, the closets, the bathroom, behind the curtain, and even under my bed. But there was no one there. Was it just my imagination? But it felt so real. Should I still call the police? I went back into the kitchen. I sat on the stool, sitting there completely out of tune with an empty mind, not knowing what to do or think next. I turned my head, and there, there on the fridge, a weird occult symbol was painted in red. It consisted of two overlapping circles with some strange signs, and below it, some words were written in that same red paint, and it said, MY HOUSE. I stood there for a second, no time for any reaction, when all of a sudden, something grabbed me from behind, throwing me on the floor with brute force. It dragged me across the kitchen floor, out into the backyard. I kicked and I screamed in panic. Even though I could not see it, I could feel that it must have been as strong as an ox. My hands were bound behind my back. I felt something around my neck choking me. The next moment, I was hoisted from the ground, high into the air, my feet kicking into nothingness. Incredible pain started to swell throughout my body. When I came to realize the situation I was in, it was already too late. I was hanging from a tree in my own backyard, slowly suffocating. I let myself go. This was it. This is how it ends. My vision became blurry. Darkness slowly covered me. 
and the last thing I could see was my bedroom window. Somebody was looking out. His face was running white with sudden terror. It was me. Boom, boom, boom. That's crazy. That's some scary stories to tell in the dark shit yeah. there. Yeah. Damn. Pretty dope. I hate that it was so long, but it was good. It's worth it. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, why don't you take it away? Take us home. Take us home. Road. Country road. Paranormal encounter subreddit. To the paranormal place. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> All right, here we go. This one's called Look at the Baby. Where's the baby? This is from user Villain Not Heroes. Hmm. Oh, better than the last boy. one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the guys whose names sounded like a sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I was home alone one night with my six-month-old daughter. I was watching TV in order to hear Trinity. Nice name. I would keep a baby monitor in her room and keep the other one on me. It was like three in the morning. My baby was sleeping soundly until I heard her start moving. She would usually wake up at three, so I thought maybe she was just restless and then go back to sleep. Then the baby monitor turned on and she let out a scream. I started to stand up to get her bottle ready when a ragged old woman's voice said on the baby monitor, look at the baby, and my daughter started bawling really loud. I ran to her bedroom, but when I got there, Trinity stopped crying and went back to sleep. It still scares me to this day, and I wonder what the hell was in that bedroom with my daughter. <laughs> Damn. That's some crazy shit, right? Dude, I would like to do an episode sometime on just creepy baby monitor stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one, I think. Paranormal babysitter. Shit, maybe we can tack that on to the end of the Thieves in the Night. I, you know what? I bet you a nickel it gets to that in the actual book. Well, hell yeah. I like that. I think it'd be fun to cap every episode off with a spooky tale. Cleanse yeah. the palate. Maybe uh, stop you from sleeping a little bit. But Cool. All right. Well, guys, let's wrap it up. What do you got to plug today, Steve? Anything? Uh, yeah, you can check me out. On Mixer, mixer.com slash B-I-G-S-T-3-P-H-3-N. You can watch me play video games live. It's awesome. We get in there. We chat. We play shit. Uh, yeah, we do. It's, it's pretty fun. I finally got these two guys. Me and Corey got these two guys to play some Sea of Thieves. So hopefully we can yeah, continue that train going but, on. Uh, but last night, uh, Sean proved that he can't drive a fucking boat and crashed it. And I proved that I was a bitch and I fell asleep. I'm sorry about that, boys. <laughs> I would say I proved that Preston's a terrible navigator. Okay, first off, <laughs> okay, in that game, you guys can't just, hey, you guys want to do the story? Yeah, it's great. Stories just came out. <laughs> People had a year and mo- a couple months to get good driving boats. So yeah. we got we just got to do like some test test run things. But see, the thing right. is, I can give you the basics, but I've never been on the big boat. I've never had a full crew before, so it's a lot. Ooh. It's a lot different. You got to plan shit ahead of time because then boats go so fucking fast. Anyways, this isn't the boat podcast. <laughs> get, get on, get, boat corner. <laughs> get on, get on Mixer and check it out. Uh, it's it's really fun. Good community there. And I'm doing a thing where I'm giving away a $25 gift card. 20 or 25 I can't remember what it says. 
at 50, 45. at 50 followers, it'll all, whoever's following me, I'll put it all in a random number generator. And then whoever wins, wins, wins the credit for any digital currency you want. Um, yeah. Shroot bucks. Shroot bucks for real. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check us on there. Check us out on Facebook, pixel, pixelated paranormal podcast, uh, Instagram, PXL paranormal. Check us out on there. And yeah. Yeah. The twits. Check us out on the Twitters. Yeah. We don't do much on Twitter, but there's an account there. Yeah. And then hopefully you can get that uh, Reddit thing up and running, man, because that'll be a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Cool. Um, check out our friends over in Colorado, Fear and Fame. Check out Mark's solo cast, Pixelated Sausage, where he talks about all sorts of great pop culture and things he likes, like oatmeal. Check out his Attack the Backlog uh, video game reviews on YouTube. And uh, Preston, what's my favorite race car podcast? Sports Cars Unleashed. You know it. Oh, dude, speaking of that, we were playing. Live it, love it, learn it. We were playing. Uh, me and Corey were playing Sea of Thieves. We were streaming, and Rich, uh, he's the one of the hosts of that podcast. He comes into Corey's stream, and then he's like, I'm going to go watch Steven's stream for a minute to give us like both some, some community interaction. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I go I, on the stream. This like he was there was a, like one other person watching. And uh, I was like, hold the phone. We've got a celebrity in the house. The host <laughs> of Sports Cars Unleashed podcast. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So It's all about sharing the love, guys. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. And listen, yeah. if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard that will get you out of that creepy occultist uncle status, check out <laughs> Big Dobbs BeardBomb.com, where he has wonderful scents such as Dundee Cedar, <gasps> Classic, Bay Ooh. Rum, Sweet Tobacco, mm. Mint, Ooh. Fresh, Ooh. Citrus, and use promo code <laughs> PXLPARA so that you can get your paranormal savings today. Don't delay. Did you say how much they save? 20%. 20% off. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 20%. I don't know if you guys heard it, but Steven was about to lose his cookies. Over them since. In a good way. Yeah. He was about to slide off that seat with the sound of all those sweet smells. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think we did enough damage for this time around, guys. Catch us next time around. Preston and I will have some kind of you know spooky soup cooked up for you. And we'll get back to some really, honestly, some really good alien abduction stories after that on episode 98. Hell yeah. But for 97, guys, we're going to bring you something fancy, I think. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. All right, cool. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. And uh, we will catch you all next time around. Later, y'all. Peace. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal your guide to the unusual and the strange. No, no, no. Hold on before we get to that segment, okay? Okay, okay. The pixelated paranormal blow-up love doll where we guarantee 
you'll enjoy making them messy in our Nessie. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Did you just come up with that just now? I, yeah. Wow. Oh, I love you for that. A messy oh. in the Nessie. Oh my God. That's so savage. <laughs>